hello, hello. I'm your host, Stephanie Martinez Rivera, and you are listening to the Joy Found Here podcast. I am obsessed with reminding my fellow mamas, queens, badass babes, ladies and girls that perfection is just a word, not a lifestyle. Multitasking is overrated. Comparison is a theft of happiness. And yes, you can put yourself first. Oh, and by the way, for optimum results, you should. I'm a New York girl from a small town, part-time badass, proud mama bear times three. I've seen 60 full turns of the sun. I've learned the importance of how kindness begins with you and your self-talk. Join us each week as we help you navigate both the messy and the magical season of this crazy ride called life. Real stories that remind us to reclaim your power. The sun does come out after the shitstorm. A good cry can be cleansing and... We really don't know who sits on top of the mountain of judgment. Sit back, plug in, fill up your cup. This is your time. Remember, you've always had the power. Welcome to Joy Found Here. Hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Joy Found Here podcast. Excited doesn't even begin to describe. I've been like counting down the hours until this recording time came. Today we are speaking with Christina Rowland. I'm going to tell you how she describes herself as a serial entrepreneur obsessed with systems and efficiency. Right there, I like them. It's almost like decor. Like I like country decor in other people's house, but it's just I could never quite embrace or get it. And that's me. Like, I love the way the idea of something should work, but my execution is on vacation. It fails miserably, but I could learn. And that's why one of the reasons I wanted to speak with Christina today and share her knowledge, but there's more as always, because this lady built a very nice multi seven figure valuation Prior to 2020, and something tells me she did it at a not so at a young age and with plenty of time still ahead of her. And I never let age dictate anything. But what I love is here's proof. We're going to find out some more. But here's the real reason why. So, yeah, she has a nice digital business, also a seven-figure valuation. Systems that are automated by AI, my new found love. Artificial intelligence, love it or hate it. You know what? Learn more about it. It's It might be getting a bad rap, and sometimes it's just because you're just not sure. You just don't know. Maybe we're afraid. It's new. It's change. We didn't know cell phones. We didn't know fax machines. I'm that old. You know, VCRs. Go through all of it. And that's just another wave of what's coming. So sit back. We're going to learn some more. And with that, I say welcome, welcome, Christina. And thank you so much for being here. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me so that I could share my story. I just, I love that. I'm a storyteller at heart. And anytime I get invited to share a little bit of my story, I show up like with my belts on. You are the thing that fills my bucket. I love, love, love. So we always start off with, tell us about you anywhere you'd like to start. Yeah. So I suffer from ADHD. I cannot sit still. And that has been the case 
my entire life. And you can see that definitely in my business evolution. So I got started as an entrepreneur and I call myself a serial entrepreneur because I have this habit of building and scaling seven-figure businesses, getting bored and doing it in a different area. So this is actually, I'm working on my third, (laughs) right, right this minute, but it started at a very young age for me because I found myself to be what I affectionately call psychologically unemployable. I'm mm. just, I'm not really. You're great. talking I, to an HR during the day. This is the, uh, you know, uh, wow. Right. Interesting. Go on. Your nightmare. When I enter a system and it doesn't matter, it could be a system of education. It could be a business. It could be a political or social mm-hmm. system. I am constantly looking for the inefficiencies. And Mm. so to hire me in as an employee, I'm going to show all of the ways why this thing doesn't run or it's running inefficiently, it's running ineffectively, and I cannot shut up about it. So if I'm given a task or I have these parameters, a job Mm -hmm. description, Mm -hmm. like, well, this really doesn't work for me. This uh, is really not done very well and all of these other things. And and I start working on the system. So what I've learned about myself is I'm not great at working in systems. I'm great at building systems. That is something that I just excel at. So I, it was, it was, it was quite a young age, found out that I was psychologically unemployable and I built a brick and mortar business. This was prior to 2020 Mm -hmm. digital things, social media, like all of that stuff wasn't really a thing. So I built in the financial services industry. Mm -hmm. My first business is helping uh, lenders and realtors get people qualified for Mm -hmm. home purchase as a free alternative to credit repair. So very traditional business, very brick and mortar. We scaled that to... 47 agents in 17 different states, my husband and I, prior to 2020. And we did that mostly through events. So we would host in-person events and it was a like first-time homebuyers class and things Mm -hmm. like this. Mm -hmm. And that got put the, now what, how we advertised those was through social media. And this is important for later on in the story, but built that. And then all of a sudden that came to a grinding halt, screeching, mm-hmm. just absolutely screeching, grinding halt. We had to overnight revamp our entire front end of our business in how we got in front of our ideal clients and how we showed up for our community. So I had already been advert, not advertising because I didn't pay for any advertising, but I had been promoting all mm-hmm. of these events using social media. And I took those same premises and started working through social media and working digitally mm-hmm. to make sure that this business stayed in business because it's my husband and myself. We have three kids. It was our only source of income at that sure. point in time. And we just couldn't afford for it to die. So we got creative. And through that process, I built what I now call a shut up and take my money brand, where all of my social media, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, is a system where all of my ideal clients, they end up in my direct messages. Every single day I'm getting messages, shut up and take my money. And I absolutely love it. I adore it. And I built a branding agency to help other women in business Mm -hmm. experience the same thing. 
So now I have two businesses, right? I have my brick and mortar, which we moved into kind of like a hybrid online Mm -hmm. as well, post 2020. And then Mm -hmm. this digital marketing, social media branding agency that also taking great leads, very like global. I've got clients all over the world, all over the country. And I'm burning the candle at both ends and in the middle. Mm. So I was this close to burning everything to the ground. Profitable as it was, serviceable, like valuable as it was, it was just, Mm -hmm. it was no fun to operate these things anymore. I felt like my businesses owned me instead of the other way around. So I quickly got to work in my area of genius, which is looking at system. I'm like, Christina, this is stupid. You are really great at systems. You're really great at efficiencies. That's the only thing that you're really suffering from. I love the, I loved the work that I was doing. I was like, to this day, very passionate about it, but this system no longer runs. This is very inefficient. Do what you're good at. So I went through and organized two kinds of systems in each of my businesses that helped me to reduce the number of hours that each take to run while increasing revenue. And I did that using AI and automation. And the first AI that I ever used was called Jarvis AI. It's still on the market. It's not the best Mm -hmm. one available um, Mm -hmm. for that anymore, but this was two years ago. So what I discovered is really every business should have two kinds of systems. There are really only two kinds of systems in that you can put together in a business. And they're either going to be time-saving systems or they're going to be revenue-generating systems. And not everything needs to be systematized. That's kind of the first thing. I think a lot of entrepreneurs right now are looking at all the AI that's available and there's like 10,000 AI. And I will tell you Mm -hmm. only 20% of them, only about 2,000 of them are worth anything. They're only 20% are worth a day. The other other ones are just complete bullshit that people are putting out there into the Mm -hmm. world Mm -hmm. because it's a hot topic. It's a buzzword, things like this. So most Mm -hmm. of them are going to be garbage. The ones that aren't garbage, they are also not very dynamic. Okay. So at this level of the game, and it's going to, it's going to improve, it's going to get better. But at this level, the AI that are any good, they're only really good at one part of a complex task. Okay. They can do one thing well. And so the key is in my observation, linking together several different AI to do complex tasks. And these complex tasks are either going to save you time or they're going to generate more revenue. And so that's one of those two kinds of systems. So systems that generate more time freedom for you are going to be the ones that focus on your areas of weakness. Okay. Because not everybody is great at everything. So instead we build systems that support areas of weakness so that people can focus on their area of genius and their area that excites them and things like that. And that will buy you back your time because that is where time gets wasted. The second kind of system is, like I said, the revenue generating system. And this comes off of the back of the Pareto principle, which I don't know um, if there's probably at least one person in the audience that doesn't the know what 80, that is. So mm-hmm. Yes, it's the 80-20 rule that mm-hmm. says that 
80% of your revenue is going to come from 20% of your activities. And the other 80% of activities are only going to produce 20% of revenue. So bearing that in mind, there are really only three daily activities that each business has to have in order to generate 80% of the revenue. And if we build a system around those three activities, we can either get them done more consistently or get them done in a higher volume. And that's what brings in the additional revenue. So that's the third business that I'm building now is an, is an efficiency agency where we help business owners do a diagnostic on their current systems, see where the inefficiencies are and plug those holes with AI and automation so that they only have to do the work once and it runs until they say otherwise. All right. Wow. Love, love, love everything you said. But let's start at your beginning, beginning. Like, how did you have such a grasp on what kind of learner you were? People struggle their entire life and stay in the struggle bubble. Did you explore, did, you know, the, your, your upbringing? Did they say, here's what you need? You need something different than everyone else because clearly you're seeing it very differently than everyone else in the box. You were never yeah, in the so, box. So I actually, I was very good at school because mm -hmm. I was really good at masking and compensating mm -hmm. for my deficiencies. I had a lot of what people might consider maladaptive behaviors mm -hmm. now, mm -hmm. but they were just evidence of what I consider ADHD to be my superpower. And, and it is. It is. It gives me the ability to hyper-focus. Now, when I'm inside of a system that I don't enjoy or I don't find meaningful, then there's no amount of convincing me to focus on that. There's none. Right. But it just so happened to be that I was very interested in, in learning as much as I possibly could. So in school, that wasn't ever an issue. It became mm -hmm. an issue when I entered the workforce and mm -hmm. I did that at a very young age. I started working when I was 15 for the mm -hmm. school district where I went to school, actually, as an interpreter. Mm -hmm. So English is not my first language. Spanish is my first language. And I would do simultaneous interpretation mm -hmm. and all kinds of different things for the school district. And so I'm, I'm kind of like 15. I'm seeing the inner workings of this education system. And I'm kind of a little bit behind the scenes because of the role that I'm in where mm -hmm. I just bopped around to a bunch of different schools when, wherever they needed. And I did this with my mom. She worked for that school district too. Mm -hmm. And so she was the reason that I got that job and we would go and we would do these things together. And she had a role that was at the district level. So everyone would ask her questions before and after events. And I was just there. And so I'm kind of paying attention to all of these adult conversations mm -hmm. that are happening. And they're all talking about how we need to improve the system. We need to make this better. We need to do these kind of things. And from that point on was just really curious about systems and efficiencies and why doesn't this work? And look at all these people trying to solve these problems and no one can really come up with a good solution and, and things like this. And because 
that's kind of what I knew watching her do that. I would go into jobs and I, people would come and ask my mom for advice about how to fix certain things. Mm-hmm. And I thought that that was like a cool attribute. Like everyone's coming to my mom to get this advice. And so I would right. go into workplaces and I would say, oh, guess what? This is broken and that's broken. And this is bullshit. And this, man, like, you're really sucking it up right there. Oh, and boy. Nobody yeah. asked. Right. Oh, even better. Yeah. They're like, nobody asked you. Like, first of all, you just (laughs) got here. And second of all, what the fuck do you know? You're 20 and Mm -hmm. all of Mm -hmm. these different things. But I just had kind of this talent and maybe it was a talent. Maybe it was a learned thing that I just Mm -hmm. was curious about systems and stuff like that. And I got kicked, well, I got thrown out of education, almost kicking and screaming because I wanted to revolutionize that which was not ready for revolution. Still isn't. Uh-huh. Still isn't. You know, Still there isn't. Are not Correct. prepared for that. Mm-hmm. And the way that I got kicked out of education was I was forced to go back to work three days after having a baby or lose my job. Oh, and boy. this was June of 2009. Mm. Yeah, this was June of 2009 and I couldn't afford to lose my job because my income was 60% of our household income. Mm -hmm. And we just went from a family of three to a family of four in the worst Mm -hmm. economy that I had ever experienced at that point. And then they fired me from that position three months later anyway. So I scheduled to be induced on a Friday, on a Thursday night. I had my son on a Friday. I was back at work on Monday and they fired me three months later. That is a beyond crazy, ridiculous and I can't even say in all of my years, and I'm old, and I know a lot of people who have had a lot of children. I don't even think I've ever heard that window. Wow. Turns out it was completely legal. You're only eligible for Family Medical Leave Act protection Mm -hmm. if you've been working somewhere 12 months or more. And I had only been working there for 10 months. And so Mm. it was a very corrupt organization. It was, it was super corrupt. And the person that hired me had discovered this corruption and went toe to toe with the board of directors about it. Mm -hmm, And they mm -hmm. fired him. And so they started cleaning house. They started getting rid of everybody who he had ever hired. And I was the last one in the building that they had to wait till after because doing it while you're pregnant, you can't, they couldn't figure out a reason to get rid of me. And so the way that they figured it out is they said, Mm -hmm. You can take maternity leave, but we can't guarantee your position is going to be here when you get back, which is code for. Code for, yeah, you know, and and that's a whole other episode because, oh my God, does that just. I didn't take the the maternity Mm -hmm. leave. And Mm -hmm. so I forced them to fire me Mm -hmm. instead of Mm -hmm. just going on maternity leave. But that right there, that trauma made it to where Mm -hmm. I never, ever, ever wanted anyone else to have that much control over my life. And so I'm an unlikely entrepreneur. I Mm -hmm. never thought of doing that. I was going to be working in education for as far as I knew, probably the rest of my life. Right. And I went on Google and I looked up highest paid industry in the United States. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, well, if I'm not going to do what I always thought I was going to do, at least I'm going to make some money. There you go. And um, I looked it up. It's like financial services. So I called my mom, right? Because that's what people do. You go on Google and call mom. Like that's, or that's my life. Get like, that order. I asked yeah. Google. <laughs> ask mom. Go on. And 
my mom had a friend who had just gotten into financial services and she put me in touch with that lady and that's how I got my foot in the door. And then I ended up not working for very long. I went and did my own Mm -hmm. independent thing because again, I walked into her system and I'm like, this sucks and that sucks. Mm. And, And she was actually open to it and I optimized it, but there was nowhere for me to go from there. Correct. I'm like, yeah. so then I'm looking, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I completely optimized the system and she owns it and I don't, mm-hmm. I've been working this whole time to make her business amazing. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to get what a $15 or, yeah. you know, uh, uh, thank a thousand dollar year that, Thanks, Christina. This works great. <laughs> oh, I did. I'm like, okay, yeah. babe, I see what you uh-huh. did there. Smart yeah. move. But also I can't stay here. So I took my licensing. I went independent. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I built that up and I just can't sit still. I just think of all these other ways that I might be able to help people. What I find so refreshing is you are never stuck where you land. You are just passing through. You're learning your lesson quickly, which is wonderful. And that's what I, you know, I love to hear that because so many of us are, well, let me stay here. It's safe. At least now in the last few years, you know, the side hustles becoming a little more in the forefront, but it's still a lot of time to, you know, work full time, then do your side hustle. Those are hours you're never going to get back versus have that belief. I don't think you've ever doubted yourself. You were just, or did you even have time to doubt? I I doubted myself plenty. Okay. But here's what I did. I failed in Mm. common terms, pretty spectacularly, pretty young. When I was 19, I found out I was pregnant with my first kiddo. And as far as everybody that I knew was concerned, I had ruined my life, his life. Oh, here we go. Uh huh. And his yep. dad's life. Mm, wow. And I just remember being 19. Nobody knew that I, like, I hid that pregnancy. Nobody knew that I was pregnant until about six months in. Mm. Except for my mom, she'll tell you I knew mm-hmm. from day one. Like, okay, mom, probably. <laughs> probably just waiting All for you credit. to say something. Yeah. All the credit. She's like, I took you into situations so that you would tell me and you did it. She's just being a good mom. But at that like I really did. I felt like mm-hmm. I could not have failed in a more spectacular mm. way. And listen, I have spent the last 15 years. Proving everybody wrong. Uh-huh. Like my kids, I've got three now, but mm-hmm. he has an amazing life. Mm-hmm. And my life, it hasn't always been up and to the right, you know, mm-hmm. nothing's ever mm-hmm. that way. But I have an amazing life. And my husband, his dad, also has, you know, we would not trade it for anything. And we travel the world. We we had 16 vacations last year alone. Like my kids, wow. have, they're on their second passports. And I really do think that I got comfortable with the idea of a very large failure and the guilt and the Mm. 
angst and the emotion and all of the things that you have to do to work through that. And I Mm -hmm. haven't been faced with a situation where I felt like I had more to lose or could fail bigger Mm -hmm. than Mm -hmm. I did then. So I just got it under my belt early. You're one and done and all right. And I'm not saying like if you're 19, go get pregnant so that you can (laughs) do, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is if you can look at situations as lessons. Yes. Instead of failures, then my thermostat is just set higher. Like I have a very high tolerance for what would be considered socially as a failure. I was a Mm -hmm. teen mom, but Mm -hmm. I was a mom from the minute that like, like, I was a mom the whole time I was pregnant. I was already mom. Mm -hmm. And so I have this muscle that is just a lot stronger. I have a lot higher pain tolerance for Mm -hmm. failure. And I just look at, I'm like, listen, you overcame all of that, babe. And if this so, doesn't work out, it's not so, going to be the end of your world. Exactly. So true. But we use that word failure as a missed whatever. And when you do bring that up to, huh, I wonder where the lesson is in this. And there were obviously life-changing lessons at a very young age where you still were able to be open and recognize them. And because statistics are that, that isn't everybody's outcome. And you took it, you ran, and you were not, especially when you go on the mission of I'll show them. Uh- <laughs> oh, yeah, those kids are spoiled to high heaven. And yeah. not, not like, they still yeah. have tremendous character. Okay, like mm-hmm. my kids have great character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But as far as experience goes, yes. They are oh, they spoiled have. in life experience. Mm-hmm. And they've been exposed to different opportunities. And again, goes back to your, the way that you view things. You see the system, you see how it runs. You see the deficiencies. You see very clearly what needs to be done. So now here we are, let's fast forward into 2023 because you dabbled in AI, what'd you say, two years ago with uh, Jasper? Yeah, about two years ago. I come across chat GPT. I start hearing about it like in November and I'm listening and I'm listening and I'm looking at some things. I have no idea what the hell it is, how it's supposed to do anything. And finally, I pay a little more attention. I started using it probably in January of this year when you could still get on. And when it was only really, they were the one of the few in the game. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so from that time to the middle of March, I start. I was just, I definitely used it for some blog posts. I learned about the way to talk to it, the way, you know, to identify its role. And then as soon as you type your prompts in and you just see those results, I was like, this is going to be so much fun. Not that I take any of what it says as total verbatim anything. For me, and I'm curious if it works that way when you create your system, for me, it's such a jump start. Like, oh, that's right, I could. But I was very specific into some things that I wanted. Like I wanted a blog post. I wanted it, you know, this length. 
I wanted it to start with a quote and the quotes that it chose, uh, I, and I gave it a theme of the quote. I was just like, wow, that's really like saved me not even hours, days, weeks of just my bandwidth of even thinking about it, of even what do I even ask Google to, uh, what am I even looking for? I don't know what I'm looking for. And I do agree. Like it has a lot of like new shiny effect. Mm-hmm. And ChatGPT is the most dynamic AI that is available right now. Like most of the AI that you see that are available, they're built on the large language model that is ChatGPT. Okay. Mm-hmm. So most of the AI tools that you could use wouldn't be available if it hadn't been for ChatGPT. So it really is kind of like the scaffolding upon Mm -hmm. which all of these other solutions are built. But when I am talking about systems for people, ChatGPT, it makes a really great assistant. It makes a really great mentor, but it makes a really terrible you. Ah, talk more, please. Yep. Yeah. So looking at business people, we tend to want to automate the things that are most uncomfortable for us when it comes to vulnerability. It's like, oh, I don't want to feel vulnerable, so I'm not going to do that. I'm going to delegate that to AI. What that does is it makes for a very inauthentic brand. So asking it to write my blog posts or asking it to write my social media or asking it to write my sales copy or mm-hmm. you know just whatever, things that live on your landing mm-hmm. page, emails. All of that, it could make a great assistant, right? but please don't take the you out of your business Very important by watering it down using chat GPT. Instead, like when I'm working with a client, mm-hmm. I want to know what are you weakest at? So like for me, I'm like it's follow-up. I'm really weak at follow-up. So I use an AI that jumps into my Zoom meetings with me takes notes. It's called a scrum master. Mm-hmm. But what it does is it jumps in, it takes notes. It keeps track of who's talking. It can summarize mm-hmm. and it can even go so far as making follow-up tasks and plugging them into my Slack, my Notion, mm-hmm. my Trello. I can build a sequence for it to do that. So the AI doesn't do that. It sits in the Zoom and makes all of the lists. And then I connect it to Notion or to Mondays or mm-hmm. to ClickUp or to any of these other solutions that people might be using. Correct. And now it makes tasks. And so I stack my meetings back to back to back. Well, you know what? I'll be damned if by the time I get done with the third meeting, I didn't remember what I was supposed to do that I said I was going to do from the first mm-hmm, one. Mm-hmm. And then I drop the ball and it's inefficient, right? Because I spent all of this time getting this person into my Zoom room saying, yes, I'm going to explore you as a potential solution Mm -hmm. to this problem that I'm having. And I get them into the Zoom room only to fumble the ball in the red zone. I'm like, yep. So now I've used AI and automation, Mm -hmm. made this little, what I call an AI recipe and kind of strung a couple of things together that now it just shows up in my to-do list for tomorrow. And I know that it's there. Okay. So it's not writing copy for me. It's not writing content. It's not doing all any of the things that I need to do, but because I I'm not dropping any balls, I have more emotional bandwidth. I have more energy 
because I'm only focusing on the activities that I really like to do in my business. Sure. That I have more time freedom. I make more money because less balls are getting dropped. All of these kind of things. So building systems, not to take the you out of your business, but to enhance the you in your business. That's where I think people can really use and utilize even free AI tools Mm -hmm. in the right order to completely change their work life experience using AI and automation. I love that whole idea. And I stop at ChatGPT. I know there was a thousand other players. I always refer to that one. I've used maybe one or two. Don't even ask me what their names are. That's it. That's the extent of me down my rabbit hole. So as you spelt that out, I'm like, of course, that makes total sense. And start with the time freedom. And then everything under that umbrella, as you mentioned, your mental bandwidth, you're getting more work done because what do they say? You'll never work, you know, do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. So when you're focusing on what brings you joy, I'll get corny. Yeah, it makes it easy. Yeah. And it's not that the other stuff doesn't have to get done. Mm -hmm. The other stuff has to get done. But I don't know a single business owner that got into business because they wanted to run a business. I don't know a single one. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people that got into business because they wanted to help people. And usually whatever a business solution is, it's a solution to a problem you used to have. Correct. Like that's where most business ideas come from mm-hmm. is I had this problem. I solved it for myself. I bet you other people could use this same solution. And that's how most people end up in businesses that they want to help people solve problems. But running a business is still a necessary evil. Like it is part and parcel to the process. And for me, delegating those things away and automating them to free AI resources Mm -hmm. will help a lot of small business owners and solopreneurs scale. And get over that hump of they've been making fifty, sixty, one hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars a year for the last four or five years, and they've really maxed out at capacity because they've maxed out themselves. Right, and that's where the systems really come in, and either are going to help you buy your time back, make more money, or both at the same time. So there are a lot of AI offerings out there. So how are you rating them? Like, is this one really worth it? Because you said they're good at certain things. The long and short of it is you don't. Okay. You run your business. If you don't feel like super desperately called to go chasing down the AI rabbit hole, don't do it. Hire somebody who is passionate about that and take the money that you would have spent on a virtual assistant or something like this on a systems and efficiency coach. Do that. I don't feel like people should force themselves to be interested in something just because it's going to be useful. You could probably spend 10 or 15 times the amount of time that I'm going to spend because I'm absolutely obsessed 
and get to the same conclusion. <laughs> right? I would I would say even longer knowing me, but go on. And so from that perspective, I think it is such a dynamic thing that you could do for your business that it is going to be worth it to spend a little bit of money in that area, knowing that you only have to set it up once and it's going to work forever. Or at least until, you know, my AI recipe, maybe it has six things in mm-hmm. order. Two years from now, there's going to be one AI that does all six. And so now we just have to replace it with, we take six parts out, we replace it with one. That's the only real maintenance that's required. Mm-hmm. If you aren't in a, if a business owner isn't in a place where they could financially afford to do that, what I would do is there are a couple of libraries that are available that have all of the AI options to them. And they're pretty decently searchable. The only thing that I would caution for these is the libraries, the newsletters, all of these kind of things that are being put out as a service freely available. You're the product at that point. So mm-hmm. the people who are curating these spaces, they're getting some kind of incentive from the person who developed this AI in order to push this AI to you. And so I would, mm-hmm. I would be careful about that. But if you wanted a good place to start, this is what I would do. One, figure out what the needle moving activities are in your business. What are the three activities every single day that if they got done, you would still make 80% of your revenue, even if nothing else got done, but those three things. And then find AI that are going to help you do those either more consistently or at a higher volume. So they'll let you do it more. So like for me, content is one of them. I have AI sourcing articles for me about AI, okay? I would have hired an assistant Mm -hmm. to go comb through all of Google to keep me relevant and understand. Mm -hmm. Now I just have an AI that's going to go do that instead. So it allows me to do it more often. I can provide more resources because I'm not constantly having to go find the resources, Right. right? So it allows me to do it at a higher volume. Mm -hmm. Content, same thing. Through automation, I can schedule it. And because I can schedule it, I can just put a lot more out there than if I have to remember to do it every single day. And then the last one is self-care. I cannot delegate that out. So Mm -hmm. even though those are the three needle moving activities in my business, I can't delegate the third one. So I built systems around the first two that allow me to do that either at a higher volume or more consistently without having to constantly be thinking, oh my gosh, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? The only reason that I think everybody should get familiar with ChatGPT is because everything that's coming out 5, 10, 15 years from now, you're going to need to know how to basically use ChatGPT in order to function. So it's not that it's going to revolutionize your business in the way that all the gurus are. It's going to revolutionize your business because at a certain point in time, three, five, maybe 10 years from now, max, you're going to have to have such an understanding of AI. Otherwise you're a dead duck. In business, in life, it's going to be the same thing as using a cell phone. It's exciting because it's a new change. It's new technology. And I know that, you know, people, they don't embrace change. There are still people out there with flip phones. I mean, as far as I can see, and it's just simply my opinion, it's only the world around me. 
only gotten better and better. It's just takes some time. You got to learn it. So tell me about your agency, your clients. Are you just working with, I'll say, businesses? Do you offer any courses? Dig in more as to the services that you offer. Yeah. So, and it depends on which one. So for the branding agency, so there's courses and a membership. Mm -hmm. And so solutions for as little as $97 Mm -hmm. to help someone get started, especially if you're like new, you're a solopreneur or a side hustler and you're looking at, but you need really good advice in order to go to the next level. I wanted to make sure there was something in a price point that I could help any business owner, no matter the stage with very little monetary investment and get really, really good advice. Okay. All the way up to like our agency will go through an entire business and from top to bottom, integrate AI into things like that. So it's more on a consultative basis for Mm -hmm. both my AI and my marketing and branding consulting agency. All of it is called From Grit to Pearl Consulting. So at From Grit to Pearl, we take your gritty story and help you turn it into something super, super valuable. Help you take a gritty kind of business and turn it into something that shines. and it really is. It's kind of like all over the place. So we have memberships, we have courses, we do one-on-one consultative work, and we're rolling out even more courses in the AI and automation space coming up. I'm recording them as we speak. Wow. And still, I heard you say your third pillar there was your self-care, your third needle. I loved hearing it. I loved that it is the priority and that you find your systems in order to and ensure that you're only as good as you. Yeah, like I'm the biggest asset of all of the money that I've ever made has come from me. And so if I am the thing that makes the money, I take a nap every day. I don't Mm. pull all dayers. I don't know how people are out here. They just, listen, travel, that is self-care for me. Because everything that I get, all of the money that I make, all of my businesses, everything comes from me. Mm -hmm. And so if you are what you eat, your business is only going to be as good as you are. You need to say that again, because people need to hear it. Uh, You know, how many people come to you at total burnout at or walk away from what they thought they love to do and wanted to bring to the world, but it got real heavy and it got real shitty. And say that again, it's so important. Your business will only be as good as you are. Your mm-hmm. business will only be as good as you can show up every day. If there's no system to take care of your most valuable asset, which is you physically, emotionally, spiritually, like, mm-hmm. whatever, like any and every kind of way, Whatever Mm -hmm. that means to you, there should be a system for protecting your biggest asset. And that happens to be, in my opinion, your body and your mind. If there's no system for maintaining that, then you're going to get out of it what you put into it. I don't know. And it's, it's weird that we understand this in almost every facet except when it comes to our when it comes to us when it comes comes to us and we can rationalize it away because others need us so much more than we need ourselves 
And yeah, you can write the is, end of that story. This, I think this is the vestiges of an industrial complex. The value of the person is in the work that they do. Yeah. Right. But the work that you do is always in service to other people. And so your value comes from how much you can give to other people, but you cannot give what you don't have. And that's where it begins. I can keep talking to you until the cows come home. My goodness gracious. And, and I'm thinking we're going to need like a part two, like a month or two down just to check in and see what other great things you are turning this world on its head about, because I know there's going to be well, I love the Q&As. I don't know if your audience is up for it, but if they Ooh. have any questions, I love yes. to like a month or two out yeah. where, where we okay. do audience Q&A. <gasps> I love doing that. I thank you for that. Okay. We're going to set something up. We're going to set a date. I'm going to throw it on out there because there'll still be plenty of 2023, probably if we said something for maybe like coming out in September, where there's still plenty of time for people to get out of their head, think about things, maybe take a step, maybe take a step forward to change some things that are going on or modify if they're already in the throes of it. Oh, I love. Okay. Very good. Let's do it. I'm so excited. All right. Where are we going to find you? Where do you hang out? Give me some websites. Give me some handles. Go. Yeah. So I can be found on either Instagram or TikTok at at underscore the pretty penny spelled exactly like it sounds. If people want to be entertained, they'll go to TikTok. If people want to connect, they'll go to Instagram. I'm also as public as you can probably get. Uh, My name is Christina Roland. And if you search me on Facebook, you can find me there. Christina with a K. Christina with a K. And most of the time I'm hanging out in one of my two Facebook groups. So Mm -hmm. I have one called Viral Value, which is Mm -hmm. a social media marketing revolution where I help business owners create Mm -hmm. a shut up and take my money kind of brand on social media. Or in Empowered by AI. And that is my AI and automation group where I drop daily tips and tech to help small business owners, solopreneurs, and anybody else who's just interested, but very specifically small business owners and solopreneurs build the right systems for their business so that they can experience higher levels of freedom of time and money. Love this talk. I can't wait. We're definitely going to schedule that q and I'm already thinking about it. And I know that they're going to come with a lot of questions. And again, maybe this is the first time people have heard AI. What the hell is AI? Let it just be, you know, knowledge is power. Not saying you have to incorporate. You don't have to do anything. You should know about it because it's here to stay. We're going to watch it in its all its different stages of growth and, and evolve. And like everything else, just why not well, learn? When was the last time you saw a person bug you go down the freeway? Hmm. Technology doesn't tend to go backward. So and true. So you get with the times or yeah, you so, get left so behind true. them. And that's pretty yep. it. <laughs> And I don't think anybody who's listening in your audience wants to get left behind. No. And that is why they listen. It's just 
let's hear what's happening and let's see what we can do about it. So, Christina, thank so you. I just want to remind them before we go, I know that you say it's never too late to start, but I'm going to tell them it's never too early either. Mm, I love both. And it's, and it's true. It doesn't matter. You can just get out of your head. I say it all the time. Take a step. And you talked about your biggest failure. You were good because you had a, you had a big one. It doesn't matter if you have a thousand, it doesn't matter. You could still step forward and try. What's the worst? You learn like, wow, that really sucked. Note to self, I'm not good at that. Okay. And then we'll find something else and you'll find it. All right. So I can't wait to read the comments at the website, joyfoundhere.com. Your support. Oh, my goodness gracious. You guys, reviews. We're going to be doing a big review campaign. So get on in it. Love to hear your thoughts on this. Just type it on in and we can always share them with Christina when you do. And get ready for the q and I've already, okay, my head's already going down. So I've got to start keeping my um, Google Doc on, on my questions. But I'm going to invite everybody to listen to this you're going to probably listen to it at least two or three times. A lot of information was delivered, a lot, and that's okay. The luxury about a podcast is you can keep... I, I listen to some people's episodes like two and three, and and it just it fills my heart just to like learn something new and then go and discover. And I think that's what you're going to do with Christina. So check out her links. We're going to have them in the show notes as well. And until next week... Thank you. As always, we so appreciate your support and be well. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Joy Found Here podcast. If you've enjoyed what you've heard today, please share it with a friend. And of course, if you haven't already done so, subscribe, rate and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Don't forget to head over to joyfoundhere.com for any questions, comments and feedback. Until next week, keep your head up and your crown straight. You've got this.